0: daily inspiration podcast on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me a lovely couple. I have Maggie and Paul Dobbins, who are the founders and owners of Heartform SF, but they have been lifetime entrepreneurs um, and working together for such a long time. So I'm just really excited to dive into this conversation with them today. Maggie and Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Thank Jen. You. We're glad to be here.
2: Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you both know, 2020 is a very interesting year. So I thought I would start by asking, how have you, um, how have you settled into the new normal? <laughs>
3: With, I think, a lot of creativity and adaptability, uh, which is how we can sort of manage all of this time. Uh and really the reason heartform came about was because of that adapting yeah. that when we first had to start wearing face masks, we live in San Francisco and you know walking those hills of San Francisco wearing a mask was just so tough. You're just breathing in the face mask material and it made it really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and paul has always been someone who looks at things and how he can he improve the environment that he's in mm. uh, because of our background he just that's the way he looks at things is how can i make something better and yeah. he literally woke up one morning and said i've got an idea of a way that <laughs> i can solve this problem
2: it <laughs> literally was quite funny that is the way it worked um as we were struggling, as Maggie says, walking the hills and uh, uh, with the masks on, uh, I looked, I searched all over the internet trying mm-hmm. to find something that might make it better, a better mask, whatever it was. Couldn't find anything. And then mm-hmm. as ma- I woke up in the morning, one morning, and I said, I have this idea. Let me start. And I grabbed a, a roll of jewellery wire and started making shapes. Wow. Um, and one of them turned out to be something that I thought would work. And Maggie said, oh, that looks like a heart. And that's where the name got uh, actually came from.
3: Heart form came from because it's really a simple solution. It's just uh, a dome-shaped shield mm-hmm. that creates an air pocket for your mouth so that you're mm-hmm. not touching the mass material. So it's really a simple concept. Once you see it, you're kind of like, well, yeah, I could see how that would help but it's helped solve some complex problems of this pandemic that we're all facing is uh, worldwide, you know, that we have mm-hmm. to wear these masks and they're uncomfortable. And especially for the essential workers who need to wear them for long hours, construction workers, yeah. retail restaurant, you know, delivery people, you just think of all the people really struggling and, So we really felt compelled to start a company. That was not something we wanted to do, Jen. I mean, we've had some companies before, and we know it's really challenging to start a company and and to drive it. And to do it during the pandemic had a lot of extra layers of difficulty.
1: (laughs) Oh, I can imagine.
2: Yeah, none of them expected either. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, so many different little things popped up totally unexpected. Mm -hmm. You're like... Where did that come from? You know, what's happening now?
3: Yeah, A lot of it, like, um, you know, because we were considered a PPE product, we would get some uh, priority working with engineers and designers and material people and trying to pick the manufacturer that could create the product for us at a reasonable price.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, And we wanted it to be made in the USA. That was important to us. Mm -hmm. But that they would have plants around the world. So if the product took off in other places, we could make it in other places and not have those shipping problems. And even being considered a priority product, you know, (laughs) the pandemic has created disruptions to the supply chain up and down.
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. So just, you know, like so many, everybody's working from home. And so trying to make all of that come together has really been a challenge.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just... um... It, it, I'm so impressed, you know, at how quickly this idea came about and how you were able to create it and execute it. But then again, um, knowing that you both are lifetime entrepreneurs, I guess I'm not surprised because I imagine that, you know, Paul, if, if you were new, you know, in this space, how right. hard it would have been, you know, to, to get this out there or to know how to even get, you know, how to implement this idea.
2: It, that's very true. I mean, it's, um, as, we absolutely weren 't looking to start a business, absolutely right. not um, <laughs> but you know the fact that we had started businesses before very run them very successfully gave us the level of comfort saying, "Oh, we can do this
3: mm-hmm. without
2: fully understanding some of the roadblocks that uh, the whole pandemic issue was going to cause for us, as Maggie said, particularly for the supply chain and Totally up and down that. I mean, the poor manufacturing company, they they have standards, and they eventually, when we chose them, oh, this will take ten days. Perfect. Well, it took a little bit longer mm. because they were down thirty percent of their of their uh, employees weren't wow. there because of because of the pandemic. So they were having problems in you know totally everywhere in the chain.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious to know. Um, this is really just maybe from an entrepreneurial standpoint, because obviously you both are very established and successful um, in your own way. And the fact that you, the, you've, ar- I've already heard this twice. We weren't planning on starting another business. I <laughs> no. Already heard that twice, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe three times. I'm, I think I'm going to start to tally this. All right, Could we'll be- quit saying it. <laughs> <laughs> but it tells me that um, for you, it's more than just the business you know it, it's about serving people yes. and you went out of retirement or whatever you came out of your space to be like yep. we have to do this and and i think that says a lot about you too
3: oh well thank, thank you. you yeah it really was uh, compelled to get this into people's hands we we everywhere we go we walk around with them and give them to you know, like we go to a restaurant or you know shopping in the local store we give them to the workers and they just go what <laughs> and it's so rewarding to see people say oh my gosh thank you yeah thank you it really makes a difference so you know i mean we're not averse to making money please don't get me wrong <laughs> but that was not the driving force no. right it was no. just that this felt like this needs to get to people and we're working really hard to make that happen and um and trying to find creative ways to do that during the pandemic yeah, yeah. And we also donate a portion of every sale to the World Central Kitchen,
0: who's oh, an amazing
3: wow. nonprofit. I don't know if you know Jose Andres and
0: mm-hmm. does,
3: um, you know, feeding the people that are displaced because of the pandemic, those who are really have food uh, issues and also in disasters so there's a hurricane or earthquake they're there and they're feeding
2: people california mm-hmm. fires yeah. oh yes absolutely stunning like organization been,
3: yeah just, so it's just a pleasure to do that and you're right i mean of course we we do want to to make money but it's also really felt more of a we had to do this
1: yeah <laughs> and no absolutely we're enjoying it don't get me wrong <laughs> Well, I, think, like I think that I think that when you feel a sense of responsibility, uh, joy comes from that journey. You know, I, I think about the projects that I've worked on recently. Um, I remember at the start of the pandemic, I just absolutely didn't want to do anything. Um, in a way, I was like, oh, it's like, yes, it's great. I'm, I'm already happy that I work from home and I work with my husband. And, you know, what we do doesn't ent- isn't entirely impacted. But at the same time, just the weight of what's going on um, made it difficult to just kind of get out of bed and be like, okay, like it's not... It's not business as normal, so you know there's something special about entrepreneurs who you know don't just want to get up because they created this job for themselves, but it's more so like the people you know that they want to serve. Um, I think it's so interesting with the whole mask thing. I remember at the beginning of the year when they started to uh, really encourage it, and then it started to become mandatory. Like walking around all the public places here, um, or especially going inside, they say you have to wear a mask. Um, And and there was some critique about mask, um, early on. And I think even till this day where the breathing problem, you know, and, and breathing in your own CO2. And so talk a little bit about, um, the design, this, this heart form that you created and, and how do you feel it's really, um, helped, uh, you know, our first responders and essential workers really just breathe better.
2: Yeah. I think one of, one of the major issues is that, um, when you wear a mask for a long time, it gets damp. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's your own breath in and out and it gets damp and the wetter it gets, the more it clings to your face. And even if it doesn't restrict your breathing, it absolutely feels as though it's restricting your breathing. Absolutely. It's very much a semi-suffocating feeling and which creates enormous anxiety in most people. Mm -hmm. I know what did in me, which is why I wanted to solve the problem just for myself on a selfish level. Um, But that air pocket that it creates Mm -hmm. holds the mask away. It doesn't matter whether it's fabric or paper, and it just relieves that tension that that feeling of suffocating goes away. And I think that's the most important thing about it.
3: It's sort of on a vanity level too. It's interesting, uh, things we didn't think about, but it really helps with knee. You know, they call it knee where a lot of people start getting acne breakouts from their skin because right, it's, you know, it's right, not, right. A, not a healthy environment. And so by creating that and giving that air, it really helps with that problem mm-hmm. as well as on a woman's perspective, it holds our makeup in place. <laughs> 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 when you yeah. take off your mask, right? Your makeup is still looking good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like for myself, I just don't like wearing makeup anymore. You know, maybe just some <laughs> eyeliner, but no, I, I mean, I never really liked wearing foundation to begin with, but even so the mat, just wearing the mask is just absolutely like, yeah. Like, like you said, on a vanity level, it's like, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't even want to put on lip gloss, you know, like <laughs> I don't want that to get rubbed off. There's on no my reason. <laughs> Nobody sees me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is the point, you know? And so, uh, it is, it is quite fascinating. And, um, you know, as I, as I process this conversation, I'm just, again, I'm just so um, impressed and, and, admiration of you two really stepping it up to provide, um, you know, this need to, to the marketplace right now and really to the world. Um, and so I, so I, I am curious to know, because obviously you built this very quickly, right. um, and, and you were very, and you both are very established and experienced already uh, as entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs that are listening to the show. Can you give us maybe some, and and maybe this is a general question, but, maybe some shortcuts, you know, like if we were to build a business, if if there's any wisdom that you want to share to maybe create shortcuts in their business, um, what advice would you like to share today? Oh, wow. I I think, you know, we kind of
3: started this conversation talking about adaptability. We've all Mm -hmm. had to adapt in the pandemic. And I think that, you know, businesses, whether they're established or starting wherever they are in their cycle, we always constantly have to adapt Mm -hmm. to what the new circumstances are. And, you know, you just, you you have to have your plan. You have to have your goals. You have your vision. You know what you want to do, but you have to adapt to Mm -hmm. the changing circumstances because things just, are operating differently in this environment right now. And anytime you start a business, you have to adapt. The more you learn, the more you say, oh, maybe I need to pivot and do a little different product or position myself differently, market myself differently. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're always having to adapt to changing circumstances in life in general. And during this kind of try, trying times, even more so. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I think... Uh, You need not only a plan A and a plan B, but probably a C, D, and E, (laughs) uh, because you have no idea what's going to spring up out after you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But keep your vision totally at the forefront of your mind. Believe in your own product. Believe in yourself and your ability to do it. And just persevere, because it will get tough. Mm-hmm. There are going to be times where you just want to give up on the whole thing. <laughs> well, at least for us, there were times. Mag- where we Maggie
1: to do is laughing that. for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: we're trying to do a lot of things, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel that when you start a business, you've got a couple of different avenues you can go, mm-hmm. and so we're still in that stage of juggling those different avenues. For instance, we sell direct to consumers, you know, so we want to just direct get this to frontline workers, get Mm -hmm. it to people, everybody's wearing masks. But we also want to do B2B Mm -hmm. because wouldn't it be great, right, if a, a company says, you know, this is such an inexpensive product, it's $6 retail, that it's something that companies can say, I need to get this to my employees to show mm. them how much I care. I do yeah. care about your well-being and how you're being impacted by having to wear masks. And what a nice give, right? So we're mm-hmm. really reaching out to companies, unions, associations, people with lung problems, associations, yeah. you know, things like that. To, so that's a lot to, to go after both simultaneously and so constantly sort of adapting to
2: right. how we do right. that. But that was part of the process. We understood that if, if we went down that path, then you have to offer branding to, to businesses as well. Mm. They may not want it in white. They mm. might want it in blue or red or green or some other color or just natural. Right. And so the, you know, the material that we chose, which is a medical grade material, does come in all those colors. So, you know, someone could say, I love it, but You know, I'm target and I want them in my target red. Not a problem target. We can do that for you. If that's what you want, here they are. And so, you know, you have to to think about some of the much larger picture if you expect to eventually arrive there. You have to solve that problem before you arrive there. Mm. So you've got to be able to brand. You have to be able to be global. Even though we're not yet, we know we can because the manufacturer can do it. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's those little, you know, I don't have to branch out and reinvent myself. It's part of the journey and I can keep driving it forward.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that you both say that to have your plans, plan A, B, C, D, E, F. Yeah, let's have the whole alphabet. At the same time, (laughs) (laughs) at the same time, be adaptable, you know, be okay if your plans don't work. And uh, I wonder, and and to me, I'm even thinking like it's trying to like find that balance. I I imagine for both of you um, as a couple, it, it may be easier to uh, you kind of use each other as a soundboard and know when to stick with one plan or another. Can you tell me a little bit about like how you two work together? And, and, you know, I just say this from a, uh, from out of curiosity, cause my husband and I work together and I could always use, uh, more <laughs> relationship <laughs> advice. <laughs> well, so you understand it's, you know, it's not for every
3: couple for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, We married a little later in life and we're both very established in our careers. So came at it very much as partners. Mm. And we quickly started a company together and found that, you know, it's finding each other's strengths and weaknesses. Who's who's got maybe better at handling these tasks and this person's better at handling these tasks. And when we get to a point of, indecision or not sure how we should move forward it's whoever feels the
2: strongest about it
3: Mm. they win (laughs) and we just and no regrets just move forward and do it
2: yeah feel really strongly about it that's the path we'll take and no second guessing afterwards That's just Mm -hmm. the only way it can be we lived on a sailboat for five years and one thing that teaches you is make a decision and work with that decision because you don't have too many choices when you're out there with nature, mother nature, throwing things at you. You have to make a decision. Then you have to do the best you can with that decision. So,
1: yeah, no, I think that's powerful. I think about, um, like I used to have a, a company before I started working with my husband and part of why, I was. I chose to work with him was really just his drive and his motivation and really just the big dream that he was chasing. And at the time for me, um, I, I was at the end of my own business. So I, I didn't really have like a new vision or direction. And so, you know, Paul, I really like how you said, like, you know, whoever is most motivated or most driven or, you know, has the vision, like follow them, like go in that right. direction and then you'll yeah. figure it out as you go. Um, at the same time, it, I, I think um, one thing I I felt like I added <laughs> to our relationship with, uh, with my husband is, uh, you know, being a little more cautious and like, uh, pointing out certain things, pointing, pointing out like red flags and stuff like that. But ultimately, you know, I, I, I have learned, uh, I can only do that for, I can only do that so much, you know, before I, um, maybe discourage him from chasing that vision. And, and one thing I've learned is to, is to let him chase it, especially if I don't necessarily like have that vision, to drive. Now, don't get me wrong. It does switch every now and then. It's not just me following, you know, man's dreams, but in, in, in the, in the sake of this conversation, just kind of going with, with that mentality, going with that drive, um, and, and figuring out along the way, uh, that very much reminds me talking about the sale of, um, you know, my husband and I being in the mountains just, uh, last week. And we had to like improvise because, um, we thought we were going to have an RV. We didn't get an RV. We got, so we got a rental car and then, uh, just, just being able to constantly adapt. And maybe because it's is his uh, veteran background that he's, he's like trained that way, right. but it's nice to have someone like that who has that drive. Um, because for myself, I, I, tend to overthink things and I'm all about preservation. Um, but that could only take me so far. <laughs> I think <laughs> so I was just trying to find that, that balance in, in a way. And that's what I'm hearing from both of you is like, you know, the strengths will come, but ultimately it's that, that long-term vision, like knowing what the solution is before you solve it, yep. um, that is going to carry you through uh really especially the hard times Absolutely. that's so true
3: that's really true jen yeah
1: and staying adaptable
3: and flexible and and just keep you know pivoting in ways you need to but that's not different from your central vision
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, yeah. But it yeah. May be new avenues kind of open up right because you stay open to things and new avenues can open up all the time and you want to yeah. see those doors yeah
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I know we talked a lot about HeartForm SF. Uh, Before I get to my next question, I wanted to know, is there anything else you want people to know about HeartForm SF?
3: Uh, It's just a simple design that really helps solve a complex problem. And Mm -hmm. it's um, available on HeartFormSF.com. And um, it's very reasonably priced. It's made of FDA approved medical grade material. So it's safe to have, you know, on your face. It's made in the USA. And it really does help make a difference. It's very flexible,
2: very durable. Mm. Um, I don't know how long it'll last, but it should last probably years. And when you're done, it's recyclable too. So let's let's look after the environment while we're about it as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, hopefully um, it won't outlast, hopefully it will outlast the pandemic or we don't need it for that much longer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Hopefully yeah,
2: so the really pandemic will way over. We really <laughs> we'll hope see. it ends, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I am curious to know a little bit more about both of your backgrounds and the way I want to, um, ask this question is, uh, which one of your past businesses gave you the skills to, uh, that you can contribute to Heartform SF. Um, so what, you know, what did you take from a past business and applied to your business today with Heartform SF? And you can answer that separately or together.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you want to go ahead first? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think the I've always tinkered, as, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if, even from a child. I, my, you know, my curiosity was something I always wanted to know what, how things worked. Mm. Something was broken. I'd take it apart more to understand how it worked r- necessarily rather than fix it. But if I could fix it while I was in there, I had great pleasure in doing that. So I've always kind of had that mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, it's the looking to improve something. Mm-hmm. I mean, heart form looks very different today than it did when I started bending wire. Um, and so it went through three, four major iterations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't try and say, well, this is the right answer. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, this is the right idea. Mm-hmm. Now let's, you know, let's improve it and modify it. And I think that whole part of my background just helped me do that with heart form in a fairly quick manner.
1: Mm, that's awesome. Thank you, Paul. Sure. And
2: Maggie?
3: I would say, yeah, we ran a company for over about 10 years mm-hmm. where we took our love of homes, especially older homes, and started buying uh, homes that were really run down mm-hmm. and finding the beauty in them, right? And how we could renovate them and be true to its historic nature and make it a livable property for today's standards. Mm -hmm. And so we really enjoyed some of that same design element, I think, of looking at something and and making it better and Mm -hmm. how can we make it a space for people that's going to be a lovely home. And so we ended up doing a lot of properties, both commercial and residential, for about 10 years. And it, it was a lot of that design and uh, engineering background as well, too, and then how to market it, right,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
3: and, and the finances. So that yeah. was a kind of all-around business right. that we had that um, brought all those sort of elements together.
2: And yeah. I think an, an understanding also that you, you always employ experts, and they absolutely agree to what they do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So often anytime they have to cross a line, there isn't anybody who does that bridging very well. Mm-hmm. You know, the electrician is great. The plumber is great. But if you ask them to do something where they kind of touch, neither knows how to quite do it. Mm-hmm. And so the ability to see that and to help bridge across different disciplines, I think I learned a lot during the time we ran that business.
1: Wow. Well, Maggie and Paul, I feel like you both are such a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and inspiration. Um, Again, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I was looking forward to talking to both of you, and I'm so glad um, that we had a chance to talk today. Uh, Before we go, any final parting advice or wisdom that you want to share with our small business owners and entrepreneurs um, uh, who are listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur? Go ahead. I was going to (laughs) say,
3: To, just to persevere, yeah.
1: pers- mm. to just keep at it, right? You know,
3: doors will close, people won't believe in you, mm. and you just have to keep doing what you think is right and believe in yourself yes. and
2: persevere. I agree. Persevere and believe—that's two, those two, right there.
1: Yeah, and I believe you both. <laughs> Well,
2: Thanks.
3: I, Jen. I feel
1: like I feel like I'm talking to um, my surrogate grandparents right now. <laughs> in all oh,
3: respects, oh, i you you happy with <laughs> that role, Jen. Thank you. you. Very happy. Uh,
1: awesome. Well, Maggie and Paul, it's been such an absolute pleasure having you on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Thank, thank you very you, much, Jen. Yeah. And to our listeners, this is Maggie and Paul Dobbins. They are the founders and owners. They got out of retirement for you. So you're welcome to create this. Their company is called Heartform SF, and you can learn more about them on their website at heartformsf.com. Thanks for, thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit Up My Influence.